Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast with you, Zoe's is Bob. Not in the lounge, but on location this evening. We are on the second floor of Guppy's Good Times in Conshohocken. Uh, it's been a while since I podcasted. Uh, I've been uh, hibernating, just letting the creative juices flow and, you know, just build up, like, plaque in your arteries, just getting ready to burst and, at the seams and come alive. Uh, so I'm excited to be back in the podcast land. My first guest, he's been on the show now. This will be his third appearance. But what has changed since the last two times is a drastic career move. Um, let me just rewind a little bit, right? So in life, there's these people who say, you know, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to lose 20 pounds. They go to the gym, they run on the treadmill for maybe 5, 10 minutes. And then the next night, they're at Wawa getting themselves a classic hoagie. There's people out there who say, hey, I'm going to go make a movie. And they wind up uh, going to Blockbuster and renting a film 20 years ago. And they never did anything. There's people who say they're going to do things, the coulda, woulda, shouldas, and then there's people who, you know, they just put their minds to it and they say, you know, I'm going to do this and it's going to work. These are the people I like to be around. These are the people who inspire me. Coincidentally, he was my screenplay introduction to screenplay writing professor at Montgomery County Community College almost eight years ago. Um, he's coming up on his first anniversary of being the mayor of Conshohocken, so Bobcast episode 162. I'd like to welcome back the mayor of Country Hawk and Mr. Yaniv Aronson. How are you, sir? Good. Good to see you, Bob. It's Good to been, be back up in this... Uh... It's been a while. So uh, my, I have a question for you yeah. to start the show. That's good. I like that. Go ahead. Uh, does this mean we, we can't talk horror movies since October? We can we can do whatever you want, okay. Mr. Mayor. Right. I mean, right. like, I'm in your in your kingdom now. So I mean, like, right. the I'm, realm, a, I'm at ease then. The realm is here. You can do whatever you like and, you know, That's we'll just fair. have to succumb to it. But... So uh, before we get into horror, and you know, I could speak for sixty minutes about horror. Um, oh, absolutely. Deep into it right yeah. now. Um, yeah. It's coming up on your first year. Yeah. Anniversary. Yeah. I remember like this time last year. You know, you're knocking door. You're knocking on the doors. You're yeah. you're putting cards out. You're saying, "Hey, I'm here. I'm yep. here. I'm yep. look at this face. I'm young. I'm here for you, country. I want country hawking." To grow with me, I want Conshohocken to feel the vigor, the youth, yeah. the just the passion in your loins, right? I mean, come on, like. Uh, speaking of loins, yeah. actually, that reminds me of a story. <laughs> um, so, so this time last year, we were campaign mode. Mm-hmm. If it was sunny out, we were we were out there door knocking, um, which was awesome. It's, it's that pure democracy, right? Um, no, no weird money coming in. Yeah, just pure door to door, face to face, right? No, you, no TV weird advertisements. It's just us talking to people. So, um, so in that respect, it was it was amazing. It was invigorating, it, it, especially after um, the elections of 2016. It really brought the sense of you know democracy and why why we fight for the things we believe in. So, so that part was amazing. But back to the loins. Um, in the summer of last year, I got a hernia. Mm, first one ever. First one ever. Got worse and worse and worse. Sports hernia. Um, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I, I couldn't get it diagnosed. I, I would go to the doctor and it wouldn't pop out mm-hmm. when, when I was getting it diagnosed. So finally, we all these tests, right? And and they diagnose it. And it's October. And oh, dog. I yeah. had no idea you were going through that. Yeah. So so I'm, I'm on my feet. I'm a school teacher, so I'm on my feet from, from 7 to 3, and then I come here, and, and I'm knocking until 6. So I'm, I have this bulge sticking out by the end of the day. Like, uh-huh. it feels like, you know, yeah. a, a tennis ball. Um, and we couldn't, I couldn't get surgery on it because I couldn't be out for two weeks. Oh, my God. So you dealt with the pain. So we went through it through election day. We had this hernia that got worse and worse and worse. Um, was bulging out by the end of the night. I'd have to like get into weird positions to um, to get it back in, 
And um, yeah, after after the election, I, it was almost immediate. Um, I saw a surgeon, and, and and this isn't something you can tell somebody. Like you're knocking on the door, like oh, no, uh, no, yeah, I'm here for you. I'm yeah. in extreme pain. So I mean, like if there's people out there who have list- are listening to the podcast mm-hmm. right now and they did vote for you, yeah, maybe now like they know that you're really working. I, I think it's safe now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I, and I remember, you know, come come December, mm-hmm. uh, I was on winter break and. I was meeting like all of the emergency staff, the yeah. administrative staff, and I had just gotten the surgery. So I am like white as a ghost. Oh, I, I'm still, you know, I still have stitches in. Oh, <laughs> so, so yeah, this time last year was, was, was That's painful. bizarre that, I mean, a moment like that can happen. You know what I mean? Like it's like the biggest moment. And then it's, it's marked with, with that. It's just insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. My dad had one, I think when I was like, Maybe 18 years ago, and he said it was excruciating pain. It, it was it was intense. And the, yeah. the like the post surgery part was like the worst. That was, it was hard. So tight, right? Yeah, that was really hard. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, if you have, if you don't, if you're on the fence, you know, and when you do come up for re-election, know this, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, mm-hmm. who's out there yep. working in extreme pain? That's a podcast <laughs> exclusive, I think. I don't think anybody out there has got that. I don't think we've been very public about that. Actually, you really can't. Yeah. I mean, but in the podcast, you know, like format, you can do that. That's um, true. Yes. So, I mean, like, you know, y- y- you get the gig, yep. reality sets in, yep. I'm now the mayor of Contrahawken, this great city, uh, I grew up in Contrahawken, uh, 19428 zip code, just outside, uh, people would call it White Marsh behind shopping bag, but I hung out at 7-Eleven in country, mm-hmm. I say it right, country, um, what was it like, the transition, being a resident, to now you're yeah. the mayor? It's a lot of responsibility. It, I, I'll be honest. The first few months were, were really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I won, and I won convincingly, but it still meant there was a significant part of the population that did not vote for me. And um, because it was so local, we had these two camps. We had this very old school camp, and we had this this new school camp, which is what Kanchahaken has sort of um, bridging. And my job is to be mayor for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. So... We had to find ways to to continue to try and have that dialogue and that conversation. Um, so the, uh, there were a lot of attacks. There's a lot of online stories. There's a lot of anything. I called myself Conchie Obama for a while. Anything that would go wrong. Conchie Obama. So anything that would go wrong, um, you know, it was my fault in one way or another. We, we had someone hit by a car on, on Fayette. I remember and, that. And... Oh, it's the mayor's fault. Well, I would been in office for 30 days at that point. Mud so, oh, absolutely, mudsling. We'll call it mudsling. Um, right. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, sa- sabotaging uh, events I should be running or not running, um, things like that. So, first few months were really intense and, and tough, and obviously the learning curve of how to deal with the borough and the administration, and mm-hmm. getting to know council. That 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 was sort of an undertaking. Um, but come, come summer, I think after we got through, we, we ran the first ever arts festival in town. People started to see what was going on. I, I think we yeah. turned that corner and things got much, much smoother. So, yeah. Special guest. Hello. Hey, what's up? For a restaurant. Oh, no, not Come here real quick. Come here real quick. Let me see that shirt. What is that? Okay, uh, this is the patron of the bar. He's coming up here. Uh, you're on a podcast right now. He's wearing I, I, what I believe is Thanos all thugged out. Is that correct? I've never yeah. seen that shirt before. <laughs> so it's like a Rick Ross Thanos, right? Yeah, <laughs> Huh? Oh, it is Biggie. Okay, oh, now I recognize Biggie. it. Yeah. yeah, that's what's up. All right, man. Thanks. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, cheers. Tune in. <laughs> um, that's what we like here at the podcast. We like tangents. Absolutely. We like to go off in different directions. Yes. But I want to get back to this campaign. Well, I mean, now it's post-campaign. Now you're actually yeah. the mayor of Country yeah. Park, and, and you know, 
I think I suffer in my life. I suffer from two, two like uh, I guess called human flaws, and I, I don't like hurting people's feelings. And two, I really hate when someone doesn't like me, and I don't know why. I mean, I'm it's been same, that way yeah. since I was seven or eight. Yeah. I I, uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's like I can tell right away when somebody's like, don't like the cut of my jib. Like, okay, yeah. this guy don't like. How do you deal with that when you have the enormous responsibility of country behind you? Yeah. How do you deal with it? it you know, it's it's funny, Bob, because I I've, I think our class was in like '06 or something. No, no, no. You're aging me. That was 2010. No, was it 2010? No, I was in grad school in 2010. Yeah. I don't know if it was 2010. Anyway. 2011. Had to be. I was in my first. I was in Boston. So it had to be earlier. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, so. I mean, no, wait. Okay. <laughs> 2012? No. No, it was before I went to grad school. So it had I to be. I'm so bad at math. Man. Maybe away. I'll give you away. Okay. We'll take it. All right. Um, so either way, I've known you for a while. I think we're the same in that, you know, we try and be good people. Mm-hmm. Um, we try and be fair. I, I think one of the reasons we still maintain this relationship is because we have that, that same similar trait. Um, I, I had to learn that it's okay. It's okay for people not to like me. Um, yeah. I share similar ideas with people that don't like me, mm-hmm. and they will not support my ideas because they are mine. So even though we want the same exact thing, I, I'm not able to to get that across and get support for it just just because it's me. So uh, it, it's part of the game. It's part of the process. And my job is to then get creative and see how we can get other things done. Yeah. Um, I, I had big plans. I had big things I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And as we were whittling them off the list, yeah. um, I, it, 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 the important thing is to get it done. It is not to win them over. Um, yeah, just create new uh, new opportunities for people yes. to punch a hockey. Yes. Yeah, see, the thing about that, I never, I mean, I follow politics religiously, obviously, you know, what's going on in the news is insane. Right before we hit record on this podcast, Kavanaugh's report has been released yep. on Senate. They're, they're not, I haven't made a formal announcement yet, but we have uh, uh, Senator Flake saying, well, uh, you know, I was a yes man before, but now I'm a yes man. Mm-hmm. It, it, what has happened, and I guess you could argue that it started in the 90s with Bill and the, the infamous dress, politics have become almost like watching an R-rated or X-rated film, no. whereas it's become so immature for our young people I wonder, like, my son's, like, going to be three. Like, what's it going to be like for him yeah. when he's, like, a teenager? Mm-hmm. Are we just going to be following the president to, like, a, an affair and, like, get on to Like, there's no decency left in yeah. politics. Yeah. And I find that, because I studied American history in college and I was a social studies teacher, we were founded on principles that sucked. Yes. We had slaves, we had this and that, but we always were progressive. And somehow, mm-hmm. like, I you know Obama, people will argue... You know, uh, that he didn't do shit, but he was a good guy. You can see it in his eyes, you know what I mean? Like, he felt like things, and like, it's hard for the young people, I guess, to attach themselves to these political figures because they have such a level of distrust. Yeah. Why do you think, like, like what's going on with politics right now? Why is it changing into like an ugly face, if you will? So, l- let me give you a glimmer of hope. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we're in an off-year election right now. So we're electing our governor and we're electing mm-hmm. um, Congress, U.S. Congress, Congress yeah. which is an off-year election. Um, so my election was an off-year. Off mm-hmm. So we usually get nothing for turnout. And we were able to raise the turnout on my election to 38% in Conshohocken. Which is insane. It was higher than almost any other area in mm-hmm. Montgomery County. Yeah. So... I think we found a formula. We tapped into something. We had um, an election night. It was a dark, stormy, cold night. 
Really cold. Very cold, and and the storm hit right in evening rush, which is when. I also think that was the beginning of our winter that lasted well. Yes. Like yes. Yes. Um, and now summer's in October. Absolutely. Um, so so we had thirty volunteers out knocking on doors oh, in the pouring rain. Yeah. And. That storm hit right in the evening rush, which is when we predicted my was, big turnout would be, because yeah, that's when working, all of yeah. my, you know, millennials are coming home from work, off mm. the train, whatever, and we still were able to pull in um, 1,100 votes yeah. in, in uh, a mayor's race that usually generates about 950. Yeah. So, um, so we tapped into something, and what we tapped into was playing small ball, right, half-court basketball. Um, say exactly what I want to do. We put out three policy papers. I was told by um, our party chairman that no mayor in Pennsylvania has put out a policy paper before. We put out three. And all I said was, here's exactly what I want to do. I want to do movies in the park. I want to fix our uh, intersections mm-hmm. at the river trail. Um, I want to make our roads safer by putting in crosswalks and, and making them narrower so, so drivers drive slower. Whatever it was. And, uh, an arts festival. And people were like, oh, cool. That's exactly what you're going to do. Yeah. I didn't politicize it. If people wanted to talk Trump, we did. If you will. Yes, a I kind of like a syllabus. <laughs> um, but it was, it was very clear what, mm. what everyone was going to get if I yeah. won and yeah. what I was going to do if I won. And uh, people got behind that. And, and those papers weren't generated off the top of my head. I knocked on thousands upon thousands of doors to find out what was going on, what yeah. people wanted. So, yeah. um, so I, I think what you're seeing, not just in the U.S., but across the world, mm. where you hear, oh, the party doesn't understand us, the politician doesn't understand us, um, it's because we're not speaking to them. We're not speaking to them at the ground level. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a Governor Wolf guy. Governor Wolf was just in town, and he said great things about contract. And when's the last time he door knocked? Hey, When's the last time Hillary Clinton? Can he drive his Door Jeep knocks. that he wears with a jean jacket to our town to visit? I, there's no jean jacket. Have you ever seen that commercial? It's like he's still, yes, he's still yes. Uh, Fetterman did come. Um, so, so the question is, how do we engage with people and how do we get them um, talking to us? Mm-hmm. How do we get one of my suggestions to the party is to generate volunteers per candidate, not per party. So align people, people were aligned with me that were not necessarily Democrats. They were all over the spectrum, Mm -hmm. but they wanted me to win. They believed in me. Which is the way politics should be. That's that's the way it was run. Yes. And we tend to forget that now, that the Democrats and Republicans have become Marvel versus DC, two separate entities who are constantly fighting each other. At one point, I mean, there was political figures in history uh, that would be a Democrat one year and then switch to a Republican or... the Whig, the Whig Party, or I remember WHIG out there, and like you know, it's just a shame because it's just like I, I feel as if politics is introducing the idea to kids at an early age that it's good to have an opposition to somebody. It's good not to to think what they think is the right thing, and it's yeah. just like what the you know like why is it this way? Yeah. Why do we have these um, you know like blue, like these like DNA blueprints in our heads that something should be their way and not our way. I mean, a classic example that I'm, I was infuriated by recently was the article that came out of Bridgeport mm-hmm. on Mark Barbie. Yep. Uh, Mark and I worked in 2004 at Panera Bread. Um, it was one of the most interesting jobs I ever had. Um, I can imagine. I worked the microphone. I used to call people's orders out and say, your ham and cheese is ready. I could totally see that. Uh, and then I would get a little like, you know, like, uh, I guess crazy and you know I started you know singing it on the microphone hungry eyes people would be like what? what's wrong with this kid I'm here for my sandwich or lunch regardless I work side by side Mark Barbie and he was just a kid um, 
he, he had to be a teenager at that point. He was working after school and stuff like that in the evening. Immediately, I, I thought to myself, this is a kid I can talk to. Um, he, he, he's full of personality, you know, and, like, he's just somebody that you, you gravitate towards. And, mm-hmm. you know, yep. I, I, I got to be honest. I've never, ever based my human interaction with people from the way they look, the color of their skin, their sexual orientation, or any, you know, anything to define somebody yep. different from the others. Yep. I, I just never... I'm so like appalled by people who do that. And what happened at Bridgeport? I was there was a it was Philly Voice. It was a yes, the Philly, Philly Voice. Yeah. Um, did this um, article that you could read online about the opposition he's facing, which is terrible because it goes right back to what we were saying earlier about we both suffer from the fact that we hate when we hurt somebody's feelings or somebody yes. doesn't like, like it. And, I can't and imagine. We're talking lynchings yes. and, and racial yes. stuff, racial like slurs, epi- yeah. you know, like terrible stuff on the Facebook community. Yep. Um, my heart goes out to the kid. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, I, and like, I give him total credit for sticking with it. I just saw yeah. he was like, you know, opening something else up the other day. Yeah. But you know, uh, like, so let me yeah. give you that glimmer of hope. Yeah. I, I did promise that. So, so, 2016 happens, which is our, our darkest moment, yeah. right? We we elect this guy. Um, we we don't keep the Senate. Like, you know, it was just a really bad night. Um, 2017 was totally different. Mm-hmm. We, we did extraordinarily well across the board um, in all these little tiny local elections that mm-hmm. no one's heard about. Yeah. So now in Montgomery County alone, we have um, Conshohocken, um, first Jewish youngest mayor, first immigrant. Um, we have West Conshohocken, first um, gay mayor. We have Bridgeport, first African-American and gay mayor. We have Royersford, first Asian-American, first female mayor. The list goes on and on and on. Collegeville, first African-American mayor, Mm -hmm. all elected one year ago. So we made gains. People are re-engaged. To add on to your Mark Barbie story, the story after that was that all these new mayors who are now really good friends because we all believe in the same things wrote a letter of support for Mark and and had his back and had the community's back. And Mm -hmm. we put it out in our communities to generate support for Mark. That's what's up. That's exactly what it's all about. It's like the so, Hall of Justice. You guys like, are all, like, you know, you're actually really working. I didn't together. think about it like that, but yeah, it's it's, the Hall of Justice. Yes. So it was like the prominent leaders coming together for the greater good of the community. Yeah, that's the way politics should be. That's yep. who I would like to vote for. Yep. You know, and um, yep. I, I just I hope it turns, and it does give me a lot of hope that this new, you know, the new Teen Titans will one day grow up to be <laughs> the, the new Justice League and take over and yes. and stop this type of hatred and you know. Just in general, like the news cycle, um, even the, down to the weather. It's like yeah. if if you believe in God or you don't believe in God, whatever, whoever creates the weather, somebody's mad at us. Yeah. You know, vol- yeah. volcanoes in Hawaii. Yep. Um, flooding. flooding oh, you know, it's just terrible. People just freak accidents. I've been reading about or seeing on the news at six o'clock in the morning. Like what? Yeah. yeah. How did this happen? Some people, you know, I, n- I never thought that, you know, the end of the world is a certain point in time. I, I think it's the people who think that it's this date or that date, you know, they've watched maybe too many bad or good movies, depending on how you look at it. Mm-hmm. But I always feel as if change can happen, you know, and there's been so many moments in time. Kennedy, for my parents, that ended in tragedy, you yep. know, and yep. then the late 60s, all them hippies being like, oh, yeah, counterculture movement, man. We're going to do it. We're going to yeah. do it. Yeah. Now those hippies are the ones in the Beamer on 476 driving to work with me in the morning nope. they didn't do anything right you know and then like what we had or, uh, 1984 everyone thought the world's gonna end 2000 the world's gonna end you know and now here we are in 2018 and technology has taken off so mm-hmm. advanced in the last 10 years to the, to the point where it feels weird not even having your cell phone next to you oh absolutely you know? yeah um, 
sometimes my cell phone vibrates and in my pocket and there's nothing going on there. <laughs> but I think the technology has yet to reveal itself as the pioneer of bringing people together. There's got to be a way, I mean, like Instagram, stuff like that, you know, the, the rappers on SoundCloud, they kind of have some sort of community. But I mean, like, I guess Trump used Twitter, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, yeah. somebody's got to like, be truthful, use Instagram, use live videos, come out there yeah. and address people and talk to them. Like the mm-hmm. way that you were saying, like going door to door. Yeah. I, I, I want to see that. I, I don't necessarily want Biden to be that guy in 2020 because he's a little bit too old and I'm not trying to be facetious. He's but got a lot of baggage. 74? Yeah. 75? He's, he's up there. Yeah. Now, there's this dude there. on the, um, what's his name? Booker? You know? Uh, Cory Booker. Yeah, 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 yeah Cory yeah, Booker. Yeah. Man, I yeah. can see him running. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he's got yeah. those eyes of just being like, what? Yeah. Um, Somewhere, someplace, something could happen. Hopefully, you know, if you stick with this long enough and then you move up the ranks oh, one day. Well, I need a, a nap first, but yes. <laughs> I mean, nobody thought Mayor Goldie Wilson would be the mayor of Hill that's Valley. That's right, yes, did. that's right. Someday, I'm going that's to right. be mayor. So, I mean, anything's possible. Um, like I said, you know, if you're thinking about, uh, what, doing something you've never done before, you're thinking about going on a vacation, you're thinking about getting on a plane for the first time, you're thinking about creating your own comic book, your own screenplay, anything, just do it. Absolutely. The, Take the chance. Yeah. The, this has been a great uh, learning experience for my students, actually. Yeah. Because they're like, wait, you're a mayor? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, how does, so, yeah. How does that work for that? Like, it's it's really cool because, um, you know, we can talk about voter registration. We can talk about the parties. We can talk about current events, uh, what, what, what a mayor does, how I interact with council. There, there's so much I can bring in yeah. on a daily basis. And they're just like, wow, that's like it's something tangible. Something They still don't know what a concha hocken is. I teach in Philly. Um, yeah. But, but they know what a mayor is. They know that I ran for election. They know how stressed mm-hmm. I was last year at this time. Um, so, so seeing them and seeing the impact it had on them means a lot to me. That's, that's I mean, I'm not teaching this year. Uh, mm-hmm. But, I mean, when I did teach, that was, like, my favorite part. Yeah. I was never a mayor, but I was in a rock and roll band. And when they, oh, would, find, dude, when yeah. they would find it out, they'd be like, wait a minute, that's you? Yeah. And then you could see that, like... You know, like the flick of the wrist in their eye being like, whoa, whoa. Absolutely. Yeah, he does this and he does that. You know, don't just do one thing in life. Do many things. Yes, yeah, absolutely. You, you got one dog, go get another dog. Mm-hmm. You got one cat, get another cat. Get a hamster, get a steak. Who cares? Yep. Just do something. Do something that, you know, accentuates yourself in life. You don't have to run for office or anything like that, but do something new. And don't be afraid to fail because failing is technically... You know, an effort, and an effort will only bring about success later. That's what I used to tell my students. If you just I keep trying, if I had lost the election, yeah, I still would have talked to, to four thousand people, exactly, and, and had those conversations and, and made and some hay with were. the party. Yeah, I'd still be one of the most popular people in town, right? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You just and the Country Hopkins Rotary Club. I mean, all these yep. different things. Yep. Um, I, you know, I'm so ashamed of myself. I, I lost my list that you gave me. I studied it. Um, I mean, like, you, you put out this, like, um, you know, itinerary of the things you want to do. You mm-hmm. set out, you, you did them. Uh, we did a St. Patrick's Day celebration at the BMW. Yep. Yep. Some musical acts I'm involved with performed. You did the art show, which yep. was awesome. Yep. Uh, Flathead Band and Jamie the Guarded Heart performed. You had the car show on the other side, appeasing, you know, the the old guard, if you will. Absolutely. Um, and Absolutely. making sure that, you know, everybody's included, because that's yep. really what it's all about, not the mudslinging, bringing people together. A, a good story to, to just hammer that point home. So someone contacted me when I was putting together the, the Arts Festival and Car Show, and they said, you know, I, I wouldn't have reached out to, to the old car show because it was a little more, like, traditional, but you guys seem like you're a little more inclusive. Mm-hmm. I have this Destruction Derby team, oh. and I have these cars that barely run. We'll have to um, tractor trail uh, them in. 
and but they're they've got spikes coming out, flamethrowers, you know, buzz saws on them, the whole deal. And they came and they were a huge hit. They were awesome. Where's he from? They're from uh, East Eleventh. That's crazy. Right in town. Okay, so yeah. like I, I think yeah. it's probably like ten years ago. I was coming back from Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. you know, somewhere in the middle of Pennsylvania, and some guy had this. Uh, Derby racetrack that you would pay thirty bucks and you get one of his cars oh, wow. and beat him up. That's awesome. It, I tell it still seems like a dream because it had to be completely illegal. I mean, I did sign, <laughs> sign, sign something, you know. But, I, I don't uh, know if they're insured. Yeah, completely yeah. not. But I drove uh, like a Honda Accord five speed and like I was just ripping wow. it up. But that's awesome. It's so cool that you're actually, you know, like you, you have um, some Halloween celebrations coming up. You want to plug any of the? Yeah, so um, so we have a lot, man. We just we're just I'm running mm-hmm. probably three, four, five, six events a month, which which is which is great. I, that's mm-hmm. why I ran, right? I, I love yeah. doing this stuff. Yeah. Um, so we have next weekend the um, Contract Beer Festival. Mm-hmm. Big that's, one. That's going to be at the A Fields. Uh, three thousand oh. people this year. It's at the A Field. It's at the A Field. Yeah. Was it at the what's it called over there? Proving Grounds. It was at the Proving Grounds for one year, and we just you know, we wanted it to be a part of the community so mm-hmm. so we brought it back that's um, so so that's always a huge hit and always a fun day and mm-hmm. that really funds the rotary for the entire year so all, all the good that rotary does really comes from that event mm-hmm. um, and then all that money goes right back into the community pretty pretty local so so I love doing that um, October 20th we're doing a streets cleanup on the west side of town which is awesome uh, meeting at the bocce club we're going to clean for two hours, and mm. then Guppies has offered to have us for, for lunch. So we're going to um, hang out pretty much on the west side all day. Here. Yeah, right, right here. Where we Absolutely, yeah. Uh, by the way, I arrived here a little early this evening. I walked into the bar. I was like, hey, you, you have a second floor? That... And like, he's like, oh, yeah, but it's closed. I'm like, I'm with the mayor. He's like, follow me right this way, sir. <laughs> Would you like some ice water with the paper straw? I was like, yes, thank you very much. So uh, this thank this you is for, like uh, my headquarters here. This is a great headquarters. Absolutely. I mean, this is kind of like the Hall of Justice in a way. I mean, yeah, you, you yeah. got a painting on the wall here. You got some, uh, not dead, real dead creatures, but some, you know, props. Dead-ish. Dead-ish deers. Yeah. One of those new AC units. I remember when this place was uh, Jim Stakes back in the day. Wow. And the Soapbox Derby. It was like not so much a tradition, but a lot of people did like they participated in the race and they would come here. Hmm. All the old guys would get a drink at the bar. The kids would be around. I still remember the smell of cheesesteaks and like the grime and like I still oddly enough remember the bathroom and how weirdly shaped it was, which is odd. But Interesting. Yeah, I mean, country hockey. The one thing about country that's so great is it's got so much history. Oh, you know, absolutely. I was just thinking to yeah. myself, and I was upset that I missed it because I had something to attend to that day. Mm. But I was an altar boy at St. Cosmos and Damien, which is the right place. Oh, Bigger. you would have loved that festival. So, like, to me, <laughs> I knew, like, um, speaking from, you know, being Italian and Irish and coming from a family that attends church and stuff like that, I myself don't attend church uh, weekly anymore, but some were met with, uh, they did not like the fact that somebody else was coming in there. Mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, well, I mean, at least it's there. You know what I mean? At least it's yeah. like the, See, the people, like, I would like people to stop thinking that worship has to be in a certain spot. It's right. also kind of what we're talking about with politics. You want to talk to God, you can talk to God anytime. This doesn't make a difference if it's their God, your God, this God, yep. whatever. Um, but I actually drove by St. Cosmos, and I thought about that tonight when I came down. I was just yeah. like, oh, I wish I would have went and met these and people you know what? it seems so cool. I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, yes, there's the, the small minority that's very loud mm-hmm. um, that, that didn't want a new congregation mm-hmm. in there. But let me tell you, that place was packed. Mm-hmm. Both days, packed to the brim. Mm-hmm. So the community at large loves the new congregation. They love Good. the Egyptian festival. The, um, the congregation has made tremendous upgrades from last year. Last year, I went to the Egyptian festival, mm-hmm. and um, it was wonderful. They, they were these wonderful, welcoming people. Um, 
This year, there's new lighting, there's new painting. They're, they're it was keeping downstairs all... in the rectory hall. Yeah, right? yeah, the building looks absolutely gorgeous. So they they don't are... tell me which I'm going to go in one day because I got to yeah. see what it looks like. It's beautiful, um, which is cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that it, like it's still there. It's not knocked down. It's not gone. I can, yeah. I, there's a handful of landmarks in Country Hawken that I, I wish. What, were what still, else do you want in there? But another congregation, right? I mean, let them let them go. It you just know makes I mean? so let much sense. Let them celebrate. Let them celebrate their faith. Let them welcome you in. Let them introduce you. Which is that crazy fanatical faith called Christianity? Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's a Christian right, yeah. church. Yes. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's so it shouldn't exist. I mean, yeah. they should be worried about more like bringing back Noah's Ark down there on the Schuylkill. And, and, and no one's worried. I'm not worried. The community's not worried. Uh, I think the community overall has been very, very supportive. Well, I, I just want to say I, I salute. I don't know any of these, these members of the church, but I salute them for coming in. I went to church there. <laughs> I was an altar boy. I'm happy that the building's still going on. I'm yeah. happy that they're bringing people in. I'm happy that Country Hawkins seems as if it's like, it seems as if like, you know, a, a new day is coming with everybody. I no. mean, it's been that way for a long time, but it seems as if like our generation has gotten to the point now where they're successfully making enough money they're owning houses they're you know buying things and they're having a say in what they want to do and you know the community events I think are great I think it brings people together when there's lots of them there's more chances for people to meet one another absolutely I remember years past I mean there would be the Soapbox Derby Country Fun Fest and then you wouldn't see anybody for like months if you got these small like pop you know like pocket things like you're doing something in Halloween with the the Fellowship House Um, so the Fellowship House is going to have pumpkin painting um, and um, then the parade's going to kind of roll right there You, Mm -hmm. you go a block away to the fire station register for the parade march down to Washies and then well, what, what time is that? That's going to be at 4. The parade's going to be at 4. I'll bring my son to that. Oh, you should. Yeah, yeah. And I think pumpkin painting's at 2. So it just... my, my son, he, he has no idea like that he can be somebody for Halloween. Yeah. He just knows that Halloween's coming. Spooky! Yes. And yes. Frankenstein and Muggle He loves Muggle which is bizarre. I don't know how that I, happened. That's not so bizarre. He's only... Two and a half. I, had, I, I think if my own uncle Sam. If you were my dad, my, my I brother, totally you know, would well, be. We, we were watching Harry and the Hendersons for like the 18th time. <laughs> okay. Loves Harry and the Hendersons. Um, which is going to be a great transition. We're going to talk about uh, horror films, but I mean, like as a, a conclusion towards the success you've had for your first year of marriage, I just want to say congratulations. Uh, you know, I've always been a supporter. I've always been have, a believer you have, that yeah. you can do it. Put your mind to it. And, you, you, know, you were the first person after I announced to make a post about it. That's right. Really? You were. What's Absolutely. up? I should, I should run. I should yep. run for something. Yep. Okay? I think yep. the people need to have somebody. I still remember that. I st- you well, said, I believe in Uni Aronson. That's right. That's what you said. Yeah. I still remember it. Yep. Um, but yes, much happiness for you. I'm so stoked that um, your fiance and yourself are doing great things for the community. Um, wish you the best in your second year. Just keep Thanks, going. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Staying busy for sure. Now let's get down to uh, the real straight business. Up, straight yes, yes. It's October. Yeah. It's my favorite month. Absolutely. The year of October, if you will. Yep. I wish it lasted for 365 days, not 31 days. I know. I don't know what it is about Halloween, but every time I put up the decorations, I still feel that sense of excitement. Yeah. And what is it about being scared that we like so much? Uh, you, you know, uh, so I have I, I teach a film class, and um, we they know my students know every October, October first, we start the horror movie unit. That's <laughs> so what's up. that's what we do. Um, How do you start it? So um, it, it used to be a, a silent film. I used to really focus on having mm-hmm. them tell stories just through pictures, which is kind of a nice mm-hmm. October project, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm lucky enough to have actually an advanced film class mm-hmm. who's already done that. So I said, let's open it up. Let's make some real horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It, it, it's the rush. It's it's the fact that you don't need a budget to, to mm-hmm. scare people and to have a quality horror movie. Yeah, because, I mean, like, what? Uh, Halloween was made for, what did they say, 250000 or something? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Today's, it, it, it grossed, like, what today would be $198 million. Yeah. And, and, and that trend continues. Um, it does. In Hollywood, anything under $10 million would be a, kind of a micro-budget, and mm-hmm. that would be a wonderful budget for pretty much any horror movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so um, you tell them about that? And then, yeah. And then. Um, so, so I can show them examples, and they, I can say, you know, this is a small budget. You're not mm-hmm. doing anything that these filmmakers couldn't do just to scare people and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's the time of year, right? So it, it's getting darker. The leaves are coming off. The trees are getting, you know, the creepy little branch vibes. Um, it's 84 degrees in the humidity. My, minus global warming, yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, there, there is that, and we, we've talked about this so many times, mm-hmm. there, there's just that natural allure to the mysterious, to the paranormal, mm-hmm. to, to things we don't understand. And, you know, every time a movie comes up on Netflix, I'm always like, hmm, let me yeah, check that Netflix, out. And Netflix right now is pumping out the Halloween content. Yeah, we got the yeah. House on the Hill yep. coming out, which is 10 episodes of That's just awesome. pure horror, which is going to be cool. I love Carla yeah. Gugino. Yeah. She was in, um, uh, what was that, uh, Steven Spielberg film Gerald's Game which was on Netflix last year uh, if you ever get a chance to watch that so that's directed by Mike Flanagan mm-hmm, yep. who's this upcoming mm-hmm. phenomenal filmmaker who mm-hmm. who's actually making Hollywood movies and I guess he switched over to Netflix and he's like the in-house yeah. Netflix mm-hmm. guru now did he also get the gig for Doctor Sleep uh, I may have heard that I think he did I may have I'm heard not, that I'm not positive but uh, Doctor Sleep is the sequel to The Shining. That's um, right. Starring uh, yeah. Ewan McGregor, which I think is going to be awesome. Which is the same universe as Castle Rock. Yes, which, which I'm has... only on episode three because I'm a little behind, so don't spoil okay. it. It's really good, though. But I... same, same vibe, mm-hmm. same universe. Same vibe. Um, mm-hmm. There's a Torrance in it, you know. Oh, really? Oh, absolutely. That's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. I did see the first uh, couple ones with, like, there's a couple of small Easter eggs. I really love the guy who plays it. Uh, Peter Skarsgård? Yes. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. That was a fun I mean, movie. I kept thinking, like, is he the clown? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> like, did he film this after or before? Like, it's an yeah. odd choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. um, it, it's so, like, there's so many great horror movies. I mean, obviously, we have, uh, the biggest horror movie has a pseudo-sequel, Halloween. This is the yeah. third movie to be titled Halloween, I believe. Halloween, uh, yeah. So, wait, there's Halloween 1. Halloween Rob Zombie and yes this is Halloween right. so this is the That's third right. Halloween yep. Yeah, yep. this Halloween avoids Halloween 2 and all of its sequels and eliminates mm-hmm. Laurie Strode being Michael Myers' brother it's written by uh, three guys I forget the third guy's name but the most prominent one is um, uh, Dad Brain Dad Brain come on Bobcast what's his name uh, Danny uh, from Pineapple Express Danny McBride so oh, Danny McBride yeah, yeah. wrote it with uh, Seth Gordon Green, and like you know, it's just going to be fun. I love the fact that they got um, Laurie Strode back, and oh, you yep. know we got um, Castle back portraying uh, Michael Myers in his seventies now, which That's is insane. insane. Yeah, the trailer looks good. It, it looks on point. I hope they don't reveal too much in the trailer. Um, not or, I could have gone without knowing that she was a badass mercenary. Yeah, it would have been a good yeah. Surprise. That's true. That's I hate true. Trailers, man. I'm so. Like, I gotta watch it. Yeah, I shouldn't have watched it. Yeah, um, uh, you know, just just geeking out a little on the little snippets of cinematography mm-hmm. I saw. It looks like we get that neighborhood vibe, that mm-hmm. Halloween neighborhood feel, which is really important to the first mm-hmm. one. Um, 
some some nice tracking shots through the neighborhood. Um, a long tracking shot too. I heard. Yeah. It's like 13 minutes long. Ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That, that's awesome. So which is gonna be cool. Um, and then uh, you know I'm just thinking about there's that really beautiful shot when they're at the um, insane asylum and it's like oh, checkerboard. Yeah. Can't wait to see that. Beautiful. Michael, beautiful. I have something you might. Yeah. Like. I wonder if that's Dr. Loomis's like nephew or something. I wouldn't be surprised. If there's something. Connection. There's gotta be yeah. a Loomis connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things we're gonna geek out hard here. Um, it, the writers were so concerned that well, first off, they wanted to call the film The Shape. The Shape is what they call Michael Myers in the original script. They wanted to call the shape to give it the movie its own identity, and Carpenter was like, no, 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 just call it Halloween. Everybody mm-hmm. will get it. But what they wanted to do, and this would have been so just sick to watch, like the ending of Halloween, spoilers if you're the only person who's listening to this podcast <laughs> who's never seen the original Halloween, control alt delete, get rid of me, defriend me, unfollow, do everything you can. Um, they wanted to start their film with the ending of the original. Okay. And they wanted to digitally impose Donald Pleasance's face onto another actor, oh, shoot it from a different perspective where you see Michael fall out. Okay. And then I guess Michael, you know, gets up and I think he runs like four blocks and he's badly injured. Then he gets caught by the police. Okay. And it would have cost like another like twenty million dollars. And they were like, no, but I love seeing stuff like that. And they've gotten really good with it. Have yeah. you seen? Did you see Guardians of the Galaxy two? Yeah. I mean, it looked yeah. it looked just like Tango, the Tango and Cash years, yeah. so, you know. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Uh, Big Trouble Little China. Yeah. Um, I would have loved to have seen that. Um, there, like, I, I love the idea of him being locked up. I love the idea of him getting out. But I'm not sure if I told you this or not, but I would have done a much different film. I would have done a film called Old Man's Strength. And tell me if this isn't a good <laughs> pitch, okay? He's not in the jail. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he's not escaping. Our movie starts off with a man coming home from a 9 to 5, 68, mm. 69 years old. He can't retire. Okay. He's got a wife, he's got two kids, one's like 24, still lives at home, is a total, you know, louse, teenage daughter, or whatever, and uh, they eat dinner, everyone's talking over him, nobody's listening to him, and he just puts his fork down, he goes up in the attic, finds an old box, hmm. opens the box, and there's the mask. That's cool. So, like, he didn't go to jail, he was a, he was a man, like, he, he was working for all these years, yeah. and he got away with it, and, like, yeah. he had this, like... Hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, 40 years later, he has the desire, which, you know, I, I could have written that one. <laughs> I could have done that. Uh, it, I, n- not to be too crazy, but it does tap into a little bit of that economic anxiety. Exactly. And, you know, just thinking about like the, the kid. falling down. You ever see falling down with Yes. Oh, yeah. Like absolutely. that. But absolutely. with, like, a, like a, yeah. a slasher type. That's it. That's really interesting. Should we just come up with an idea? Should we just we, write this? <laughs> maybe we don't uh, broadcast this. <laughs> just delete, delete. Well, this is the thing, though. It's like, yeah, you've got like, say for instance, somebody's like, I'm going to write that. Well, go ahead. Like we said yeah. earlier, write it. Yeah. Beat me exactly. To it. Exactly. Beat us. Yeah. It's um, uh, the old screenwriting trope. You can't copyright an idea. Yeah. You can only copyright the script. So I, I always tell my kids, just mm-hmm. just go write something. Just do Coincidentally, it. Coincidentally, I mean, I work in the public domain now, so like anything. Uh, before 1923, if you want to write about anything before 1923, like uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, these classic monsters. Mm-hmm. Now, you can't write about Dracula's Widow's Peak or Frankenstein's bolts on his neck because Universal owns that, but okay. the public domain is insane because all these classics. wonderful, wonderful classics, yeah, yeah. you could adapt their characters. Hmm. Like that, you know, what's that show that's like lasted? There's like Supernatural and there's another one, Grimm. Right? Like oh, these yeah. Fairy tales yeah, that have yeah, been yeah. written before. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's many different ways if you want to write something. But I'm excited about Halloween. Um, 
I am too. Yeah, uh, I'm probably going to be there opening night just because I'm such a sucker for I it. I can totally um, see that. Yeah, my brother uh, is back here uh, from Los Angeles, so he's definitely wanting to see that. Let me um, hit rewind since I haven't talked to you in a while. Yeah. Uh, Quiet Place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? I love cinematic experiences that are different. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the fact that nobody, everybody was scared to put a, a handful of popcorn in their mouth. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah. saw it at a very crowded theater. Mm-hmm. Um, very crowded, actually. I think it might have been sold out. And I remember, like, um, lots of people, you could just hear them breathing. You could hear them, like, you know, like, and not wanting to talk and then being very self-conscious about eating popcorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was awesome. I've never been to a film it's like a nice that. Because sometimes experience. I'm at a movie, I'm just like, Jesus, God, man, when's this guy going to be done? Because yeah. it's just like, arg, 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 you know, like, chomp, chomp, chomp. Uh, John Krasinski uh, adapted this script from uh, two guys who, who tried to get this made for 10 years. Um, he got his hands on somehow, said, I want to make a few changes. He got a writing credit. And they did their thing. Hmm. And there's nothing more scary than, like, to be honest, being a dad in that first scene. Oh, spoiler, absolutely. you haven't seen yeah. the film turn off again. <clears throat> but um, that that opening scene got me. I was just like, I'm yeah. in, you know? Yeah. And now I hear they are going to, like, open up the world, which I'm kind of upset about. I'm a little, sequel, yeah, on the fence Because about it's it. always so good when they just make one. Like, yeah. a couple nights ago, my wife and I, we watched, like, a first act of uh, Paranormal Activity. And if they just would have left it alone and not did the marked ones and all this other mm-hmm. you know what I mean like the we knew too much yep. when there's less there's always more yep less is more you know? the um so, so that meta experience I can think of two other times where I felt that in a the theater mm-hmm. like like I'm watching myself watching myself watching mm-hmm. myself you know um so that was one two was It Follows because totally. you're constantly look like Mm-hmm. Is someone staring at me? I did, is, is someone going? I did see that in theaters. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then um, wave. This is back to our day. Uh, mm-hmm. Blair Witch Project. Oh my God. Driving saw, home after seeing that. I saw the Blair Witch Project, and I think we probably talked about this in the last time you were there. 1999 at the Ritz downtown. Mm. Internet was slow then. Yep. I mean, I'm talking real slow. Yep. My parents shit. Like you could, you had to wait 10, 15 minutes to find anything out. Yep. Nobody yep. knew if it was real. There was rumors that it was a, you know. I produced film. Love mm-hmm. the Blair Witch, though. I mean, yeah. the, and then, yeah. like a classic case too. Book of Shadows too. Terrible. Oh, terrible. Yeah. Um, the the new remake they made. I was like, oh, it's got a good director. It's, it, this guy's doing all the. It, it follows the guy. Or no, one of those guys. Some one of those young directors did Blair Witch. And I was like, oh, there's nothing new. Yeah. We're going back to the same thing. Keep the original. The original I love. Yeah. I love the guy who plays Josh. Josh, um, mm-hmm. and I don't know his name because the internet's not here, and I'm, I'm, I'm so lost without it. But the guy who plays Josh is in this film that Steven Soderbergh just did hmm. called Unsane. It's filmed all on an iPhone. Okay. I recommend it. It's really good. Okay. Josh is great in it. Awesome. But I mean, I never forget that experience watching Blair Witch. I, I think Josh was the killer. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I do. I think he's. I thought that coming out of there. You think he cut his, his tongue off and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, hey, but how did he scream them? Uh, or it's an animal's tongue. Not his. Yeah, it doesn't have to be his tongue, I guess. But so, so everyone always says, well, what about the finger? He cut off his own finger. I'm like, well, if he's crazy and then kill people, yeah, he can cut off his finger. He's crazy psychotic. is crazy, right? Yeah, there's some, there's some. Uh, let me think now, critically on that. Mm-hmm. He's upset because he has to get the camera back. His girlfriend will look for him. Always... But then, like, he's also laying in a ditch later. Remember when he's laying in the ditch and he's laughing? He's like, I'm just going to sit here and smoke cigs or whatever. That's a good point. Think, think on that. That's a good one. I've always thought that. Even to the ending, too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Because he's the first one they see on the wall. Is that right? Yeah. So, makes sense. Yeah, it does. See him, pan to the girl, Josh comes over. 
Yeah, it makes sense. It's possible. Knocks it down. Yeah. I always thought too, like when the camera's like on the ground, there's like last two like seconds of the film, like just this rock that looks like a skeleton or something. I was like, there's a uh, there somewhere, like you know, but there never yeah. was. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That was every a... now and then a horror movie will come out and it'll shock pop culture where people yeah. are just like, what yeah. is this? Yeah. It's happened with Blair Witch. It's happened yeah. with Paranormal Activity. Uh, I guess you could argue the Quiet Place had a you know grossing over two hundred million dollars. Yeah, that's huge. You know, with uh, um, six six million. cents on that list. Six cents. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for the nerd crowd, it follows. I, I liked it follows. I also liked. Um, there's a couple other avant-garde ones that were pretty good. I mean, there's this one called Grave Encounters, which is, I think you can watch it on Netflix. It's ridiculously so bad that it's good, you know. But horror <laughs> okay. movies sometimes kind of tread that line, though, like yeah. being so bad that it's good. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I'm waiting for the next great one, the next great classic too, and it's just so. I was kind of bummed that the mummy like crashed and burned. Yeah. I, I remember thinking like, oh my god, they're bringing back Universal Studios monsters, and then the project reveals itself as Tom Cruise, and I'm just like, oh man, like not, nothing against Tom Cruise because no, God forbid, you know, what I mean, like he, what is he, 55, 56, he's jumping off buildings. Older. I think he's older. He's older now. I think he is. Did you see Fallout? I did. It was great. He's running the whole movie. Yeah, it I was great. Did you understand the movie? No, no. But, but it was great. Um, How does a movie like that make so much money and nobody understands a goddamn thing about it? I mean, you know, we, we want well-produced action. That, that's just what we want. Um, I guess, I but, guess. But, but the I'm mummy, it at home. The mummy just got been... everything wrong. It just got everything. the tone wrong. It just got everything wrong. Well, you did hear that Universal Studios, the monsters, the classic wheelhouse, is tra- they're try- Bloomhouse is trying to buy it. That would be really cool. What would be cool is because yeah. you could do a different thing with it. And yeah. make it. You can make it really dark. Don't make it big. Make it yeah. small. Yeah. Make, them, make them small. Like, uh, did you ever see Let Me In? Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome movie. Yeah. The, wait, the, wait, wait, wait. The original S- or Swedish the, or American? I've seen both. Okay. I like the original. I, I like Swedish the original version. too, but yeah. I really like, um, what's the guy's name? Uh, he played Nathaniel Fisher in um, Six Feet Under, who's in the in the American remake. He's like the guy who falls in love with the girl. Richard Jenkins, that's his okay. name. He's an awesome actor. Yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah, I love that film. That's um, a great one. I've seen some really bad ones too. You know what I mean? Like. Sometimes I, I, I like when I watch Netflix and I find so some I can't get through Yeah. and I, I watch anything I can't get through yeah. the first five minutes there's yeah. some terrible ones actually you know what was a really good one on Amazon Prime mm-hmm. Hell House oh that just came out right it, it's pretty recent I watched it over the summer it's about um, kids taking over uh, an abandoned house and making it into um, just like a haunted whatever attraction oh, and of course it's actually really haunted and they oh they, is that an animated one they play with that no no live action Oh, I'll check that out. But genuinely scary. Like, actually had some scary parts Amazon where you're Prime. like, Amazon Prime. Yeah. Where you're just like, okay. My son right now is loving Hotel Transylvania on Netflix. I, I think all the, the little ones. I never it. saw it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm watching all these films like, you know, I've seen Boss Baby 34 times now. I um, still, I'm trying to get Sarah to watch that. Boss Baby's really yeah. good. Yeah. I'm like, Bob says it's good. It's going to be good. It's really good. There's, yeah. a moment, there's a moment or two where you're just like, mm, you know, like, I'm a dad. But, um, yeah, there, there's a... It's it's the worst though when you're watching a horror movie and like you're in the first five ten minutes and you're just yeah. like oh my god this is just not gonna work it's for me not it's not gonna yeah. it's not popping off yep. as you know because you taught me like the element of the crack it all really does come down to the script mm-hmm. you know did you see uh, Hereditary I did not <sighs> it's I such don't, a, I don't my friends are so split on it I'm really split myself on it still because yeah. I saw it in theaters and when I, my initial reaction was like right after I left I was like this this was awesome this yeah. was such a great yeah. great time yeah. And then as the weeks went on, I was like, it wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, uh, Tony Collette, the actress from yep. Australia, she's awesome, right? Yep. But um, 
she was at one point they were saying, oh, she's gonna be nominated. She'll be nominated for an Academy Award for this. And I was like, after the weeks, so I was like, oh. yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a really nice gem from a couple years ago, hmm. uh, The Witch. I still have, it's on Netflix now, right? It's really so I'm gonna good. watch that. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. Uh, the guy that did The Witch also did. Uh, uh, he's like really like. Uh, he's like up and coming director. Shit, I can't remember his name. But yeah, I mean, there's so many different things that are popping off. Netflix right now, it's got like all these new shows. There's a new kids show about Halloween. You got the this other one called uh, Male- Malevolent, I think it's called. Like okay. comes out yesterday, came out or something with like ghost paranormal stuff. Okay. Did you see? Uh, you know, uh, if you are listening to so, um, you'd be proud to know that the mayor of Conshohocken also has a history. <laughs> paranormal investigations. He doesn't do it no more. We, we had to scrub some of that from the public record. But we yes. Had to, we had to. <laughs> um, but uh, did you see the documentary that Zach Baggins put out on that house that he bought? I can't remember. The, I thought it was called Hell House, the one that you just said. Hmm. He buys this house that's supposedly the most... It's called Demon House. Okay. It's on... Um, I think Hulu has it. Okay. He buys his house. It was all like, all over the news. I think it's in Indiana. People walk in. They smell evil. He locks himself in. Did you see it? No. I don't know. I went on this huge Zach Baggins, like, in the middle of the summer when I was off from school teaching. I just went on this Coast yeah. Adventures binge. Yeah, yeah, It generally got me, like, you know, and my wife's like... So it's a documentary about it? It's a documentary, yeah, ah, about the house. And I won't awesome. reveal it because you haven't seen it because yeah. you would probably enjoy it, but, I mean, I hadn't watched Ghost Adventures in years. My wife used to be like, turn that shit off. Like, what are you doing watching yeah, that stupid yeah. stuff? You know, I'm like, this is what I enjoy, okay? Absolutely. You watch Grey's Anatomy, yeah. I'm watching Ghost Adventures. Uh, my household is exactly the same, so right? I, I okay, feel so your pain. You understand oh, yeah. So, um, you know, I'm watching all these programs. I'm getting myself, like, you know, all twined out, trying to get the goosebumps popping mm-hmm. at 1030 mm-hmm. at night. And, you know, I, the other night we were watching Paranormal Activity, and, uh, you know, the main character in the film is taunting uh, the demon in the house with the camera and, like, you know, like, yeah. uh, basically trying to pull the demon out. And my wife's like, that's you. You would probably <laughs> do that. And I was just like, yeah. But the thing you don't realize is that, I mean, this stuff is true. I mean, there is something that's out there that we have no idea what power, what world it comes from. It's always fascinated me, and I've always been susceptible to believing it. Um, And I haven't really publicly said it on a podcast at all, but this year I did see my first ghost teaching at the Community Friends School, which is a historical um, uh, building, which is in the corner of uh, Butler Pike and Ridge. It's got that stone wall. I've been working there for five years um, and I just got moved to a new building and it was a brand new building and I was teaching first grade and we had a public bathroom in the main hallway that was utilized by both students and myself not by my design because I think there should be a faculty yeah, room you know, like what, what's going on here yeah. you, somebody's like you know peeing all over the seat <laughs> and every morning you know they, hey, they call me Bob at the friend school and I'm Mr. K hey Bob how are you and like sometimes they go use that bathroom because our bathroom's being used you know yeah. I was like there's no problem you know just lock it you know what I mean yeah so, um, it's 7.45 a.m., the strangest time to see a ghost. Yeah. The strangest time. Absolutely. Uh, I walk over to the bathroom, I open up the door, and as I open up the door, I'm looking at a figure of a girl with bluish, dark black, greasy hair, and she's reaching for the paper towels hmm. above the sink. And she's wearing, like I guess what you would describe as a traditional colonial-style dress that's stained, dirty-looking. Okay. And I see it for maybe, like I guess, like what you would describe as two seconds, like two two seconds. I, oh, I'm sorry, I say because I think now. You think I've it's walk- someone? Yeah. I think I've walked in on, on some young girl, and yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I, you know. Yeah. As I shut the door, 
I get ha- like almost about to like shut and lock it, and it just hits me. I'm like, there's nobody. There was nobody there. Like I hmm. open it up, and when I look, I'm talking everything that you see in the shows, yeah. experiences, goosebumps, yeah. the chills. It hit me all at once, wow. and I didn't know who to talk to because I can't tell a first grader. I yeah. just saw ghosts, right? You <laughs> Absolutely know what I mean? not. I can't yeah. say anything. So like. I do have a colleague and like I go up to her and like I describe what's going on and she's just like oh wow Bob it's crazy you know it's so crazy so I draw a picture of a ghost mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, I posted it I think on my Insta story and it's just basically what I just described and um, I tell some other people at first recess at 10 o'clock over my age and as I'm telling them I am so sad I'm mm-hmm. feeling guilt inside me. Okay. I'm feeling uh, just just anguish. Like mm-hmm. I just felt like I had just like um, like spoiled somebody's engagement or had done something really really bad. Really, like, I felt really just sick to my stomach. Wow. Like I had done something terrible. It lasted for a day. Wow. Um, I went home. I told my wife, and like, even when I was telling my wife, it just didn't sound correct. You know. No. And then I tried to you know forget about it. You know, mm-hmm. like move on with my life. But like, you know, at the back of my mind, I kept thinking like, well, that was real, right? That, that had to be real. Hmm. Months pass. Yeah. And the school year's coming. The people who I talked to that morning, the younger teachers, they say, hey, Bob, we need you to come to pre-K real quick. I'm like, what's up? So I come to pre-K and they're like, um, I can't say his name because it's private, but it's, he's a pre-K um, student and he has a picture that he wants to share with me. Hmm. They hand me the picture. It's exactly the same drawing that I drew hmm. of the girl reaching towards something hmm. with like this like cut out like oval shape with four holes in it, okay. apron looking colonial style thing. Wow. Immediately again, I start to freak out. I'm like, wow. oh my God. So then I do research because some naysayers like were like, oh, well, you're in a new building. Bob, why would they be in the new building? Sometime in the early 1800s, a little girl um, they were building the wall and the story is that she was she was trying to get over something the wall the, the wall collapsed on her and she died right there oh wow I'm convinced that that's what I saw interesting um, can I say with 100% that I had seen it no because there's always that weird like out of body experience of being like was that real or no. not yeah, yeah, yeah. but I can tell you one thing though that it's still to this day even just recounting the story mm. m- makes me feel like like nauseous and it gave me a new sense of appreciation not to be like Mika from Paranormal Activity to mock it because this yeah. is real yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't you can't come at it like that and mm-hmm. if, if you're somebody who thinks that's the right way to do it yep. you can open up yep. a world of pain so uh, what's interesting so I, I shot a documentary for for years um, mm-hmm. following around um, John Zaffis who is Ed and Lorraine Warren's mm-hmm. uh, nephew demonologist that's he's a very uh, famous demonologist yeah, yeah. Um, and and as I built up trust with him, we um, went on all kinds of cases and saw, we talked to all kinds of people and interviewed all, all across Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. all, all across the region. And what, what's really interesting is I, I realized very quickly the documentary couldn't be about our ghost reel. It could not, that could not be the focus. But the focus on the people and the people that have these stories and, and have seen something and feel very passionate about it, mm-hmm. um, there, there's a real connection there to an audience. And what's, what's interesting to me is the stories that I believe are, are most legitimate, uh, are, are most intriguing, are, are exactly what you said. Um, they've never seen anything before. Never seen it before. Um, you know, we, we, we just get to talking and then they say something like, well, you know, there was that one thing. Yeah. Dot, 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 dot. Yeah, right. Right? And um, it, it's not someone that sees them regularly. It, it's just, oh yeah, I had that one yeah. thing happen to me. And it happened again and again and again and again. And the stories are described to me vividly. 
mm-hmm. like to the to the detail. And then of course I say, wow. And then you know what else did you say? No, that's it. It's very odd, right? What do, what do you say to that? It, it's not something that people feel comfortable. Like some people don't feel comfortable talking about it. Their naysayers Absolutely. are right off the bat Absolutely. because they don't yeah. want to believe that there is yeah. something like that. And yeah. sometimes in my personal experience, it also comes from people who are very religious who believe that they're going to the Mall of America to meet God and all their relatives, yeah. which is very similar to what a ghost is, but they yeah. don't want to believe yeah. this. Yeah. There is something there. Um, I feel terrible when someone leaves the world really quickly. I had a friend who overdosed on fentanyl years ago, um, and that week after he died, I could, sen- I could feel and sense his pain of mm. being like, I didn't want to go right now, Bob. I didn't want to leave this world. Mm. I didn't, and I, you know, I didn't even know what fentanyl was at the time. I was like, what is, yeah. what is that, like, yeah. nasal spray? Yeah. You know, and like, I still think about him almost daily. Like, mm. there'll be like something, some weird like type of uh, memory or something that like drops into like my like vernacular yeah. and I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, what's up, yeah. B, how you doing? But, um, I'm surprised I've known you this long and I didn't know you had that sort of sensitive. Totally. Yeah. yeah that's totally. Really- to the point where it's like I'm too self-aware of it and I don't mm. want to like address it too because it's the people who think that I'm you know like yeah. I, I feel an enormous amount of grief when I see somebody suffering like on Facebook yeah. you know then I, I don't necessarily know where I read yeah. your story yeah. but how they're so you know what I mean like tragedies and stuff like that and yeah. just like it's just a shame because like right now currently like I mean like um, in my circle family and friends there's couple different things going on that are just very sad mm-hmm. but you know I think that that's what the most important thing to do is what you said at the beginning of the podcast is we set out to be good people to other people Absolutely. and maybe that's why we're so effective when they don't necessarily reciprocate the same feelings no. but no. I, I firmly believe that there's something after life after death I don't necessarily believe that it's what it's not so great it's not the the all-inclusive cruise ship vacation to the Bahamas that you were thinking of all the right. time. I, I'd be I, I'd be cool with like thirty seconds. No. Give me one second, two seconds of total bliss and happiness before I just completely fade mm. out. Let me see them all real quick. Let me see my dog Mojo. Let me see you know relatives that have passed. Yeah. It doesn't have to be forever. It can just be for like a moment. If it's forever, sweet. You know mm. what I mean? There's Absolutely. lots of people I want to talk to. Absolutely. You know what yeah. I mean? Who'd be yeah. on top of your list in the afterlife? I, I think my my grandparents. Yeah. You know it's um. It's the life cycle's weird, right? Because mm-hmm. um, I feel like I would appreciate them so much more now, right? Yeah. And getting their life experience and, and mm-hmm. hearing from them. I think I was just getting old enough to appreciate the stories they had. Like I, I had my grandmother, my my grandfather passed, and then I remember talking to my grandmother about FDR and like the election for FDR, and she opened up about it because I was actually old enough to like have that conversation and realize yeah. how cool that is, right? Um, and then you know she passed pretty quickly after my grandfather, so well, you young. you lose that. Uh, it was I guess mid two thousands, so yeah. somewhere around yeah. there. Um, yeah, uh, you know eighties. It's it's a full life. You can't yeah. you know you can't mourn at that point. Um, Sarah Sarah's has a grandfather, a great grandfather mm-hmm. that, that passed away. It was grandfather. It was grandfather. Yeah. Um, really great dude. More tech savvy than we are. Like right. ninety years old, and he's out with with top of the line iPhone, iPad, That's great. sending emails, talking about the weather, doing politics. Um, so it'd be great to to hear more from him. Mm-hmm. Like like I connected with him just in the couple years that I knew him. Yeah. So um, so so that that'll be on my list. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. It's just, it's a sh- it's a shame that we don't know, and if anybody tells you that they think they know that they're lying to you, then you know a lot of times no, people yeah, claim yeah. to have these 
you know, I, I think that everyone's individual experience on this planet is their own. Yeah. I don't think that there's the one religion. I don't think there's one place we go. I think it's it's whatever you make it. If you're a good person, good things will happen to you. You know, if, if it is this magnificent mall of America, awesome, sweet. <laughs> and if I can shop and do whatever I want and eat whatever I want for the rest of my life, I'm, I'm all in. Blockbusters are back. Blockbusters back. Absolutely. Bro- What's the Mel Brooks film? <laughs> Defending your life. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, I was just thinking about that movie. I love that movie. I, lo- I saw that in the theater. I, I was, that was a great movie. I saw it on VHS with my parents, and I remember. And I was trying to think of the name, so now I know the name. I can yeah, try and look it up. Yeah, so good. Yeah. I mean, like. They can eat whatever they want. Uh, That's right. Meryl Streep's eating pasta. He's getting the, right. the shrimps. Yeah. But um, he, he's so good in that. I love how he, like, yeah. you watch, basically you watch your life in snippets on the big screen, and then you mm-hmm. defend your life, like yeah. whether or not you should go to heaven or not. No. No. And um, I won't ruin it. You really got to watch it if you haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, it's just, uh, I, you know, it's such a random tiny movie that really never shook the world but it should have though <laughs> but I, it, I remember it very vividly I yeah. saw it a couple times I think in the theater yeah especially yeah. that ending where he's like no I'm yeah, going you know yeah. like, it's so good yeah, um, yeah. I think who's his lawyer his lawyer's uh, Thorn what's, his, what's the guy's name Rip Rip Van Thorn yeah something like something that like yeah. yeah 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 and he's defending his life and uh, you know he like goes down like the ski lift and breaks his leg and crawls out or whatever <laughs> but I mean you gotta you gotta love that film and you gotta love you gotta love each other and you gotta love everybody in your community mm. as the mayor of Country Hawken has demonstrated under his first year here yeah. um, doing the right thing you know what I mean nice. and you're putting all these events together you also enjoy Halloween which is one of the coolest Absolutely. things you know yeah. I can tell you I, care I about enjoy people. good music too Bob. you enjoy good music yes as well <laughs> and you like putting on events more to come here in the Absolutely, yeah. the humble suburb yeah. of Country Hawken I already have you listed uh, to put on the music for the upcoming arts festival I appreciate so, that yeah, I can't absolutely. wait we are more than the curve, if you will. <laughs> yes. Um, my name is Bob. This has been another excellent podcast adventure in the streets of Country Hawking, coming to you live from Guppy's Good Times. Uh, I'd like to thank my mayor, my, my, mayor, my <laughs> friend, my professor, Mr. Yanni Varenson. Thank you very much for coming. Always a pleasure, me. man. Can't wait. Next time. All right, cool. Everybody have a great evening. This has been another episode of Bobcast.